0: Beautiful people and fellow whiners and welcome to another episode of A Little Something to Wine About with your host Siobhan Camille and Ty A Michelle, where we wine while we wine, Y'all know W-I-N-E about life, relationships, just a lot of stuff. Y'all, if you've been Very here, nice. well, if you're new, welcome. If you've been here, you know. Um, it's third Wednesday, so it is wine with the guys, and we brought back the OG guys, so we got Hello. the, OG. the husband <laughs> and the boyfriend, and we're going to talk to the fellas today about daddy, about being a daddy, daddy, we're going to talk about real fathers, deadbeat fathers, we're going to talk about all that, so this is the answer on the other side to our Real Mothers and Deadbeat Moms episode, if you didn't see it, check it out. Um, and join us over on YouTube on the couch with your red, whites, moscato, water, I don't know, whatever you got going on. Just
1: come on. Sparkling cider. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just sit down with us. Hey, y'all. I hope y'all having a wonderful, wonderful, of course, wonderful week. Um, we kind of missed y'all a little bit. I know, I know, I know. It's only been a week, but we like you. We like y'all. I'm not going to say love yet because we got build, finished building this community. Y'all got to talk to us. Y'all ain't talking to us. So we like y'all enough to have a conversation with us. So be sure you like, subscribe, and share. Share episode, any episode. Let us know which one is your favorite. And so before we get in this topic, uh, for those who don't know, this month we are featuring the wines from Romano uh, Vineyard and Winery, which is a local winery here in Maryland. It's actually located in Wine. So Siobhan, let us know about your popping grape experience you're going to have today. So I am doing
0: smitten today because mm. I have le boyfriend here. So she we're going smith- to pop this, this smitten. It is a sweet white blend, so I'm I'm excited because it's it's a nice it's actually a nice little champagne color, guys. You see? Okay, it's not bubbly, it's flat, so we appreciate that. It's not <laughs> a champagne, um, but yeah, so that's what we'll be having on this on this couch on the black couch. We'll be having the smitten.
1: <laughs> okay, well we're gonna sit over here in Jubilee, cause that's what we have here we have the jubilee and this is if I'm not mistaken it's a sweet red Great. um so we we're gonna try it I'm excited Romano uh our last one was really really it was good it was good um so I am extremely excited to try this sweet red uh jubilee it as you can see it is a nice deep dark burgundy purple like wine (laughs) color (laughs) so and it smells good good to me it smells good to me so i'm excited to try this while we get into this wonderful topic of being a daddy for those who don't know we have our sis less wine series where we talk to the ladies this one is when we get to talk to the guys. I know a lot of podcasts, you might not get a guy's point of view on a lot of different topics. So with our whining with the guys, we get to hear what their thoughts are on whatever subject we pick out of the hat. So instead of us, you know, speaking for them, we're gonna let them speak for themselves, you know. Yeah. We're gonna and let them speak for themselves. So without being sawed Oh, well, I mean, I guess y'all know them. I mean, they know y'all, but just say, you know, how y'all been? But, you know, say hey to the people. Okay. Say
2: hey hey. Sup? <laughs> Yo. I'm a, <laughs> a boyfriend. <laughs> Sometimes the cameraman.
1: Z camera. Used to be
2: Zaboo friend.
1: Zaboo friend.
2: So you know, been here for a while. You wear
1: many hats. You <laughs> wear many hats. I was about to he say, you just many hats. He wears like
2: many
3: hats. hats. <laughs> I like hats.
1: Many hats. And you, good sir.
3: Uh, I'm the protector, provider, <laughs> asshole, etc. Uh, <laughs> etc. <cetera>, et
2: <laughs> with a little swag. With a little swag. Uh-huh.
3: Swagalicious! Oh, oh no, that's a bad hashtag thing. Daddy Swag!
2: Wow! Wow! <laughs> wow!
1: <laughs> okay. Well, that just happened. It yeah. did. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yes, it did. I'm
3: about to trademark that. Oh.
1: Okay. Look, All right. Do your <laughs> thing, baby. Do your thing.
2: I'm gonna sip today. Do your thing. You
1: know what I'm saying? Uh. So. Jumping into this topic, um, both of you are fathers of multiple children.
3: She lied. That ain't
1: mine. (laughs) I ain't going there with this one. I'm not going there with this one. And when I say multiple, I mean plus three for anyone who doesn't know. Um, y'all got boys and girls. Y'all have been single fathers
0: at some point. I mean, y'all have been... Y'all, been, y'all,
1: you know, have, y'all have accomplished a lot. Um, I know, Marshall, you, you you have a relationship with your father. Um, and I know Robert has a relationship with his father, whether good or bad. Shut it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, we don't talk about it. And I said that because, yeah, his isn't necessarily the best. Um... But we're gonna we're gonna let we're gonna let them tell us some of their experiences with being a dad. So my first question is, who would you say was your role model for a dad, if you had one, and if you didn't, you you had somebody you looked up to, whether it was Huxtable, a TV, you know, a Winslow, somebody like who? Winslow. Who you think, wow. Dad, right, yeah. Carl Winslow. Yeah, Always. I don't want Like or, or Uncle Phil. If uncle you had a oh, Uncle Phil, Phil yeah. Look, yeah, Uncle yeah. Phil was, was was the daddy, you know. So who? who? Tell us who. <laughs> Come
2: on, the husband. <laughs> All right. Um, so
3: I'm gonna break it into two categories. And in, in, in real life, I would probably say my uncle which is my father's brother, because I seen him do things for my cousin, you know, growing up. Like he's actually the one that taught me how to park a car. You know, he didn't really teach me how to drive. My father told me that it, it was old school, jump behind the wheel, don't crash my shit. Like that's that that's what it was. <laughs> but as far as actually parking, getting ready to take the driver's test, no, that was my uncle. Um, if I was gonna say a TV dad, it'll probably be Uncle Phil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll probably be Uncle Phil. Okay. <laughs>
1: okay, okay. And Ned, boyfriend. friend?
2: Uh, it was definitely my pops and my grandfather on his side. Um, I've seen the sacrifice. They were definitely sacrificial. You know, they allowed me to experience firsthand, you know, I'm not going to say a father's purpose because that may change depending on your situation, but a purpose that worked for me that I wanted to model after. I've seen too many times where, you know, uh, we went through a moment of financial difficulties, but we never stopped eating, you know, even if it was the sandwich he was eating on. he cut it in half, here you go. That's just how he was. Um, Yeah, TV dad, Uncle Phil. I'm not going to lie. Uncle Phil, definitely. Yes. Yes, I agree. 100%. Um, Yeah, Carl Winslow was funny. And I'm not saying he didn't have dad-like moments, but if I had to pick one, it would definitely be Uncle Phil. Um, Because it wasn't just for his kids. It was for other kids. Um, I remember episodes where he protected kids that weren't even, you know, related. So it wasn't a nephew, it was somebody else's child. That's the type of father he was. So yeah, I'll give you that.
1: Cool, cool. So I heard you mention um, being a father in different aspects of things, you know, depending on situation. Have you, either of you or both of you, found yourselves having to be a father in a way that you were not familiar with. So you were kind of like going off the cusp um, and you had to get a little bit of creative. Like tell us about one of those experiences, especially because you both have boys and girls. So talk to us, tell us about that experience. What was that like for you?
2: Um, I'm gonna start with my oldest daughter because I had to raise her outside of the household. That I... Nobody really had a manual for me. Um, You know, you try to get advice from some people and they're like, "Mm, my kid's here. You know, so I I don't know what to tell you. So there were definitely trying moments where it's like, I don't know what to do. Um, God got anything. And he's like, hey, I mean, you you created this situation. Figure it out. So uh, there were times where, yeah, you had to be a little creative to be, to make yourself known, to make yourself, to give yourself purpose with this child, uh, meaningful purpose. Not just, you know, oh, that's that, that's that dude that keeps showing up, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, to allow for comfortable moments because it gets uncomfortable and you don't want the child to ever feel that. So <laughs> that's moment number one. Moment number two was when I had my youngest daughter with me. Yeah, I know, I I you know figured out how to be a dad, but when it's just dad, you know, and you have a girl, you don't know everything to talk about, you know? Okay. You know, I, I can honestly say, you know, I showed my daughter self-defense, but I may have given her a little more fight than she needed. I don't know, I, I don't know, it's just, you know, <laughs> You know, I was I was definitely that one. Hey, they touch you wrong, he'd kick them in the nuts. That was me. It, I got you. <laughs> it. Right, I point. got My you. As a female, look,
1: you got to know the weak spots. right? Okay? Enough to get away, enough to get to safety, enough to move. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. So, look, that's a good thing. Right. I mean, it's relative whether it was too much or too little. Okay, look, that's that's a matter of opinion. So, what okay. about you, sir?
3: The husband. Uh-uh. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, for me was definitely my introduction to manhood was definitely my my biggest asshole, that, that firstborn. <laughs> because, you know, I had her while at school. So navigating the waters of that, becoming a father, and you figure, hey, you know we not together, but we kind of in this together. And then you're left kind of holding the bag where, you know, the kids predominantly with you and y'all, you guys on the same campus, it's one of them, oh, all right. Like, Like, I'll say my daughter definitely taught me the meaning of true sacrifice. Like I've had it where she was with me and I still had class. And I would have to go in class with my daughter in her stroller, hoping she stayed asleep so I can make it through management class. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 6 a.m., I met, I met track practice. All my coaches, whether it was track or football, were babysitters. <laughs> my baby was the campus baby. Like, everywhere I went, everywhere you saw me, you saw her.
2: Your village was so, at
3: school. Yeah. So it was it was one of those where and then trans, you know, transforming from being able to see my kid every day to coming home. And, you know, because me and her mom weren't together. It's one of them. You have the riffs. She sent my daughter back to Ohio. So I, now I'm in Maryland. My daughter's in Ohio. And I'm used to seeing her every day. So that was a whole thing where. You know, I put myself in a position where eventually I could literally see my daughter every other month where I would drive up, go spend time with her, come back home. <laughs> and, and that's what I would do. But it's definitely that, you know, that struggle where, you know, you have some choice words and you want to do some things and, you know, you learn to you know, kind of put your kid before yourself. So, you know, it was a lot of times where she definitely slowed me down, where I wanted to go have fun and things like that. I was like, oh, I got her tonight. I can't do none of that. Like, all right, I I see you at practice. Like, (laughs) and and that's where I was. Like, for the first two years of her life, partying was literally cut down to maybe 25% of what I was doing. Drinking was cut down to maybe 25% of what I was doing because my thing was always, when she was that age, if, if I'm drinking, that means i don't have her. If I have her, I'm not drinking. So, you know, it was, but when you turn around and, and here comes baby number two, a lot of that changes. <laughs> I need that drink to be able to cope with the two. <laughs> <that. laughs> Especially considering, you know, as, as a man, you're hoping most of us hope the first baby's a boy. But let alone you hope that second one comes out a boy. So now you got girl, girl. It's like, man, I don't know if I want any more of these. <laughs> well, they say karma. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I don't know they do. I, I don't mm-hmm. know if I want any more of these. And then with her, the struggle became more so emotional because the first week of her life, she was literally in the NICU where, you know, I would go see her. Before I went to work, I would go see her when I got off of work and then I would go again, like, you know, sometime that evening before coming home to nap and doing it all over again for a week and a half. Like that, that right there was one of those moments for me that that was probably one of the roughest parts of being a parent is watching your child on a breathing tube and it's nothing you can do about it. Like nothing you can do about it. Prayer works, guys. So that for me, it it definitely solidified that, you know, if nobody else got them, I got my kids. But right. <laughs> so right. to so, that point, I
0: yeah. um so both of y'all have been single fathers. I know, I know a couple other single fathers, so guys who have been single fathers who have raised boys and or and girls. I mean, I know single fathers of, of both. Um And I always ask people, guys who have been single fathers, this question, because we live in a society where usually it's a single mother. So how, I guess my question is twofold. How has that impacted how you view um, single mothers as a whole and deadbeat fathers on the other side, because I feel like those are two sides, you know what I mean? Like, it hasn't been the rarity. (laughs) Right. Not so common of being a single father. How did that, how has that impacted your take on deadbeat dads and on single moms?
2: I'll say the single moms that have had to handle this for years, I tip my hat to you. There's no question to it. If you've raised a man, I will never judge you if you raised a woman. I will never judge you. I tip my hat to you. Are you struggling Are y'all over there? struggling? Y'all are struggling <laughs> to get the <this> cork
3: <laughs> off is real. That's oh, <laughs> no. That's oh, no. I literally said to her, don't push it all the way in like that, because if it's good, you're probably going back. What did she do?
0: <laughs> she double pumped <laughs> it down, and now she can't, she can't get it out. Well, at least you're not broke. breaking the bottle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know what? Let me just, I'm going to drink to that. But
1: <laughs> it broke, like the cork broke in half, so that was part of this struggle.
2: We're going to need to buy y'all, <laughs> hey, the buy y'all some corks.
1: We with the bottle.
2: They're going to buy y'all some corks. You want some more?
0: Uh-uh, it's too sweet
3: for me. That's going to give <laughs> me a... That's going to gross level to me. Well, you good? I'm good. You going to turn around and face the label? Yes. <laughs> on, I don't need you. I do <laughs>
1: Uh,
2: But no, after, as I was saying to the moms that are out there handling this, you know, on a day-to-day basis, I tip my hat to you. Um, I can only imagine what y'all go through because I know what I went through. And being a rarity, people look at you like, this isn't right. What are you doing with that little girl? And I'm gonna tell you, especially moments find yourself in a in a department store, find yourself in a Walmart, and then you have to pee and you have your little girl with you. Now how awkward that moment is, and you don't know what to do, like, and you can't leave them with anybody, and but you gotta take them in the men's bathroom. And I think we've had this discussion on there before. It just becomes one of those moments, or you you're walking face the wall. and you're
3: holding face the wall, don't look.
2: <laughs> right, right, man. Right. And you just it's just I tip my hat. To you guys, well, excuse me, you ladies, you women that are out here being single moms. And to the deadbeat dads.
1: They probably ain't
0: listening. I mean, they 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 don't watch channel now, but. They ain't
2: listening. I I don't care y'all giving us a bad name. I'm going to say it, you know. If you're a dad that is falling down on your luck and you're trying to figure it out, I always say it's never too late till somebody says it's too late. You know, if you've tried your hardest to be back in somebody's life, to be involved or something, and they don't want you involved, well, find another way to return that energy back to the world. You know what I mean? Go talk to other men that are out there making the mistake that you've made and tell them how you've lost out on stuff. If we can at least get y'all on that page, you know, I know there are definitely different stories. I've heard so many different ones. Um, My homeboy... It was made out at least by one woman to be a bad father. Yet one of his sons lived with him, and the other one is with him so much he might as well live with him. But the story goes: she got pregnant, she said she wasn't keeping it, she decided to keep it, she left and moved to another state. She hit him with child support. And he he was like, I'm, you know, I'm all for, you know, he's a father. He's like, I'm all for a child. And she's like, "No, nah, I'm not keeping it. And then she moves to another state. He doesn't know anything about it. All of a sudden, he gets hit with papers and finds out she had a child, and she wants child support now. And he's never seen this child face to face, ever.
0: But that's not a true deadbeat. That's
2: a that's not a true deadbeat. But what I'm saying is, I don't know your story. The
1: perception but again, uh, that she portrays to the child is, oh, your father don't want, is a, doesn't exactly. want to be Exactly. So that's the deadbeat part, which That's why we say some mothers is trash, but continue. Right,
2: right. So again, I don't know your story. If you've been removed from your child's life, I don't, I won't say that you're a deadbeat. Cause I think we, well, you know, somebody who, they moved out the country. that's why I'm not talking about them. But I I say that, I say that because if that's your story, fix it. You know what I mean? Like try your hardest to fix it. If, you have an opportunity today to be involved in your kid's life. Try it then. Go try it. Child support. I've heard a lot of people use child support as an excuse. And I've been on child support. and There ain't nothing good about it at all. Especially when you're trying to do good. If you're trying to do good, they're going to beat you down. They will find a way to do it. I don't know why. I don't even know why the system is set up like that. But a lot of guys use that as an excuse to not be in their child's life. That's not an excuse. Do better. I'm going to say that I was on it for 18 years like anybody else. All right. Do better. Period. No excuse. No exception. You can hit me up. 15 and
3: counting. 15 huh? and counting.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I'm just hey, look, saying.
3: I understand. 15 and counting. I, because I, I, can't wait to, I can't wait to that little girl get through college and I can be like, free at last. free at I hate last. <laughs> you. I hear
2: you. I hate you. I'm just saying, man, y'all give good fathers a bad name, especially black fathers. I, yeah, I'm gonna put it out there give black fathers a bad name because the stereotype and, 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 you know, society thinks that we are the worst deadbeat dads in the world. Mm-hmm. And there are more of other kind than there are of us, but we get the bad rep all the time. So, black men out there be involved in your kids' lives. White men out there, be involved in your kids' lives. Any other uh, uh, race that's out there, be involved in your kids' lives. That's all I'm gonna say. Do better. That's what I got.
3: So, so which category would you fall under, black or white?
2: Uh, Mellow yellow. <laughs> get on my
3: nerves.
1: Uh, your answer, sir.
3: So I was raised by a single mother. My, my mom had three boys. So you know, and, and that's why I tell I tell her now. I say, you know, she would let us get away with shit. But the the things that she let these grandkids of hers get away with, no, no, we got we got wood with everything under the sun for 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 my stuff. You talking about <laughs> like big grand stuff? Oh, he's they gonna work it out? What? <laughs> So it's like I respect it because I've been there. I've seen it. And being a single father, I understand the struggle. Like, my hat goes off to the real single moms out there. You know, I, I hate to hear, I think, on both sides, men and women, I hate to hear people say, oh, I'm a single this, I'm a single that, and that other parent is actually involved. You're just a single person. You're not a single parent. And I think a lot of, a lot of people forget that it's one of them. If, if the father of your child is involved, you're not a single mom. You're a single parent. If, if something happens with that child, and the first thing you do is pick up the phone to call his dad, you're not a single mom. (laughs) Now, if you can't do that, you're definitely a single mom. You're doing a lot of this on your own. I'm not, I'm not including any help that you're getting from family because when you have larger families especially in our community it takes a village (laughs) but that doesn't negate you being a single mom at that point you know granddad's helping you out auntie's helping you out mom's helping you out you're still a single mom because the other parent of that child is so i completely understand that when it comes to deadbeat dads and you might want to mute this I I gave it to you without the F. I gave the knife And the reason I say that is because being a single father, dealing with some of the stuff that I've had to deal with and still being there for my children, I I, I can't roll with any excuse she's going to give me. Oh, she's giving me a hard time. Guess what? Been there, done that, and I'm still there. It, you still gotta fight for your your child. Like it's nothing you can tell me that you know. Even if even if you're in that fortunate, you know, boom, they took them halfway across the country. Yeah, you might not be able to see your child as much. You can still have a conversation. You can still visit on occasion. A lot of times, everybody thinks that in taking care of a child, everything is just financial. When it comes to being a father, it's more than being financial. Most of the time, the kids don't remember anything you brought for them. They remember experiences. Hey, remember that time you took me to McDonald's and I was playing in the playhouse and you jumped in there with me? They gonna remember that versus when you brought them that bike. Yep. Yep. So a lot of times, even if we can't be there financially, us being a presence in their life goes so much further. And people don't understand that. So when, yes, it is definitely a, a a bitch to turn around and watch your check get raped. You know what I'm saying? It, it It's disheartening. It, it's, it makes you angry. But that still should, you know, qualify you to turn around and be like, man, I don't need that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I'm not taking care of that kid. Whatever you get, that's what you get. Don't call me for nothing else. Like, No, because at the end of the day, most of us have at least one. If you got multiple baby mamas, most of us have at least one that you was like, I never should have had no baby with her, let alone sex. But you don't regret the kid. Because most of the time, it's experiences you had with that kid, you wouldn't change for the world. So you can sit there and be like, I never should have. But again, we all grown. We were doing what we were doing. We weren't thinking about the consequences at the time. This is one of the consequences. Now you got to own up to your actions. <laughs> and and like I said, it's one of them, damn, I got to be stuck with you for 18 years. It's, it's life. But it's, it's a it's life. Really, Thank you. It's yeah. I, mean, I was about I to
2: mean, say, this is life. And,
3: and the sad part, it, it is life most of the time, but after that 18, you kind of maneuver away in a way, because everything doesn't have to filter through that parent if they're being difficult and hostile. Mm-hmm. It is. You know what I'm saying? Now it can filter more through your through your kid.
2: Yep.
3: You know, but yeah, it's one of them. I, I wouldn't change it, but for me as a I can't rock with a deadbeat. Like I can't hang right. out with a deadbeat. Right. So when people be like, well, you know, what would you say to a deadbeat dad? Nothing. Because I, I don't I don't affiliate myself with them. If I know you got kids and I never see your kids, we can't hang out. We're not on the same level. We can't hang out. Is nothing that I can do with you. I'm not gonna hang out with you individually outside of the home. Now, if I know you and you you with some of one of the family members or something like that, you had a function, we may have a conversation, but me and you hanging out in these streets together, no, never gonna happen for you. Right. Cause I don't respect you as a man if you're telling me you can lay down and make something and then no you don't want to take care of your kids. And it's unfortunate that sometimes we get those ones that I'm a dad until I'm no longer in that relationship. Mm-hmm. Cause you have those two right. mm-hmm. where, oh yeah, man, he was the best daddy in the world. And then all of a sudden he yeah. did whatever. And you decided this ain't gonna work for me. So we part ways. And, and then I ain't, he ain't seen his child in 10 months. Right. I told him all he got to do is call me and he can see him. Right. Yeah. My right.
0: hairdresser had a lot of clients. That do that when it comes to divorce. My hairdresser is Italian, y'all. She got a lot of white clients, so I'm saying that to the point that was made by the boyfriend about it's not just a black thing because with a lot of of Caucasians, when they go through divorce, they divorce. I mean, they divorce like yeah. divorce to the fam, to her, to the kids. It's it's a done daughter. Like that's that's a con- that's an unfortunate common practice. So again while it may be more of a a broken thing at the beginning unfortunately but more often in the black community than in the white than than in Caucasian circles when that divorce happens they they divorce the whole family. like right. they want no parts no right. parts they are they will do the check if they're forced to and do the alimony and they really want no parts right um the only thing i want to say is the term single unfortunately a lot of terms are very uh legal so the term single mother why i I don't disagree with you rob on that to me you're a co-parent you know you a co-mother co-father but the reason it's considered single is because (laughs) legally you're not married you're You're considered single so that's why it comes where it comes down what it comes down to right that's just right you're
1: not married to each other
3: so right. why don't they? Why don't they call us? We're a couple and we got a kid. They don't call us single mothers and single fathers. Hey, look, nobody. I, I, I'm just saying. No,
1: we get. You know,
3: it's that's But like, I understand the, the, the definition, but that's why I say that. We're talking
1: <laughs> about the court system. we're well, we not about that's the, the thing. Uh,
3: we're talking about the court system. The court system, system is janky. The court well, yeah, system will exactly. take you in, and there, is, no. break that's your check, and you can no. be. You can have seven kids. Six of them live with you. That seventh one that don't they going to give all the money to 7-1 because he's not yeah. in your household. Yeah. He, they don't care anything about the 6 that's in, in your household. The yep. courts are designed, especially when it comes to child support, to destroy your home. Absolutely. And can't nobody else tell me different because I have yet to see anything different. Now, you can get a good judge that won't rape your check, that you can talk to, look, this is what I got going on, and he'll work with you. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of times, Them judges and when it come to family court have an attitude about things going on in their own life and they just waiting on you to look at them wrong. And now you get the book.
1: Now that I don't disagree with to a certain extent. No, I don't disagree with it to a certain extent. And the reason why I say this is because Siobhan and I, we've had conversations about the difference between men and women. When a lot of women know they are going to court they come locked with and loaded. Receipts. Like when I say receipts, receipts. And unfortunately, because they come with so many receipts, whether they are um whether they make sense in value or not, it's oh here are the receipts. Then you have the judge who sees this same thing every day, every day, every day. So the stereotype is built upon. That combination is deadly. But what a lot of men don't do is come with their receipts and know the, what they, what do they call it? The legal jargon to say, or, you know, legal terms to say and spit out there to make them go, hold up, wait a minute. You know, they don't, they don't, a lot of men already come to court defeated. So when you have that. Like they say, when you have that mentality, oh, it's not going to go in my direction anyway. A lot of times, well, it still may not. But if you, women, I'm sorry, especially these ones who out there hungry for their money and they want the child support, they come prepared. And some of them can be falsified documents. I'm going to just be honest, because I have seen it. And the judge will be like, I don't even need to see it. I believe you. And they believe you because of the stereotype. So because of the stereotype, men do have to. And I'm I'm, glad
3: you threw that last part. Yeah. Because most of the time, they don't ever look at the paper.
1: No. And that's (laughs) what I said. That's what I said. If they look look at it, I get that. Men have to come in twice as hard. But see, a lot of the men's mentality is like, a lot of the good men's mentality are, I don't even want to be here. I'll take care of my kid. This is ridiculous, you know. So and then I know y'all gonna look at me like one of these such as such. so you all, you know, what I'm saying you here, but you don't come. Instead of saying, "Oh no, nah, we are gonna come twice as hard." See, because and I'm I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not. I, as as a stepmother, as a wife, when those papers get got, oh. I got receipts dating back, baby, from 2014, and like laminated receipts. Let's go. We got books. We got report cards. We got teach reports. We got. I have. We have all of this, and we come in day one with folders. We come in day one with receipts. We come in day one like, no, you're on a boom. I am the active parent. I am coming with videotape, pictures. This is conversations between me and this person. But that's. The female in me, most men don't have time for that because they are trying to provide, they well, are trying not to under, make sure, and I understand that. And I get that. So, yeah. but what I'm saying to you all, for those who just the word of wisdom, what I'm saying to you all is start getting your receipts, keep your receipts, keep your documents. If you're not religious, I'm sorry, that's all I know. Pray about it. It might take, unfortunately, it might take two or three times to go in there with that. Get a lawyer. I know that's that's an expense. But those things will help you. See, because I'm going to tell you, a lot of these mamas that's going in there, they're not going in there with lawyers. They're going in there off just the basis of the stereotype, what this judge normally sees, and these few receipts that I have. But you coming in with a lawyer, your receipts, you have, you know, all of this, I mean, taxes everything again the chances of that happening then shift in reference to that i'm not saying that this always works the first time sometimes you got to keep going and that's another difference women will beat down the courthouse oh we want more we want more we want more oh he got enough money to pay for this wedding so clearly he got mm -mm, that they will do this to the point where it you guys, especially the good ones, y'all get tired because you have a more important things to do. You're concentrating on the real, true well-being of the child, making sure they have this, making sure. Because I have literally seen, I just gave her this, 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 this that, and the other, or for this, for daycare, for clothes for
3: this and the judge literally
1: go okay well
0: those are gifts that's the problem all I'm gonna say all I'm that's the
3: biggest problem because they'll view the man as when he does for his kids that's a gift but the woman oh no that's her providing for them like it's 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 that right there that double standard that you go into court with because ain't that the same day to day living
2: (laughs) that she's doing say no because the child is in the house with her
0: What I'm going to say to this is just to Michelle's point, and I know that people, it's easy to look at this, but we have to, here's what I'll say. When it comes to women, when it comes to anything, how much do you want it? How much are you willing to fight for it? And as far as stereotypes existing, the four people on these couches, we are Black, okay? That is what we are. Mm -hmm. So as far as, oh, there are stereotypes. I'm sorry. There are stereotypes when I've walked in any interview that says I'm not qualified because of the color of my skin and in combination, unfortunately, to my gender, my true gender as a black woman, people automatically underestimate me even more, even more. And we come from people, we come from a whole, an entire race of, oh, they can't do it. Oh, they're stupid. Oh, Oh, they can't do this. Oh, they can't do this. Oh, they can't do this. And back when segregation was going on, our parents and everything else, they did not let that stop them. They kept pushing. So my thing to men is it's the same thing. My father, my grand, sorry, my grandfather really wanted a job at Niagara Mohawk when they were not hiring black people, black men, black people, period. He kept going back and he got that job. He retired from that job. It's not always the first step. It's not always going to be that and we as a people have gotten too complacent with expecting Mm -hmm. it to be a first shot in anything i don't care if you're going for a job i don't care if you're looking for promotion i don't care if you're going in a courthouse for something if you really want something how much are you willing to fight for it that's 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 all i'm gonna say in a big general because yeah sometimes you got to go to war for what you stand for what you believe in all of this. If you can go to all these Black Lives Matter stop shooting us rallies, then you can go to court for your kid. Sorry, not sorry. Like, this is where, I, this is this is why to Rob's thing about I don't have nothing to say to deadbeat dads. I don't have nothing to say to Debbie dads or deadbeat mamas. I don't. I don't have anything to say to either one. I don't have anything to say for if you, because again, I know guys who legally had their kids. So I know it can be done. hmm My, one of my homeboys has three, his three kids, two boys and a girl got, he has them. The mother does not. My brother and his brother, and he's been on the show, were raised by their father. Mr. Brown raised his two daughters. Legally, I know that it can be done. Is it, does the court usually skew to the woman? Yes, I'm not negating that. But life normally skews to white men, does it not? But you can still, there are still Black lawyers, are there not? There are still Black doctors, are there not? There are still all of these other things if you really want to fight and work hard for it. It was a time when the Ivy Leagues were white only. There are brown, Black, whatever, people in those Ivy Leagues, yes or no. Oh, okay. So it's. I'm not saying that it's going to be easy. And I'm not saying that it's going to be a first shot but also understand that one, a lot of these women are like Michelle said, just going into court off, off with no receipts, quite frankly. Yep. They just walking in the door like, I'm a woman, they're gonna give me my kid. And because a dude has already walked in with the defeated mentality of, they just gonna give her the kid, they give her the kid. Because you don't know the judge. So if you expect the judge to carry you differently and not play you like a stereotype, that you can't carry the judge with the defeatist attitude either. You have to go in at least, I'm going to hope this judge is different. He may or may not be. She may or may not be. But you never know. Because as Rob said, you got people that everybody brings their personal, judges bring their personal to the bench. Because please believe if I were a judge, I'm probably going to be harder on a woman, to be honest. That's going to be real. I want everybody's receipts. Give me everybody's receipts. And because there are more and more fathers involved in their lives, and because a lot of states actually are pushing to have fathers more involved in their lives. That's the other thing. You have to look at your state. In addition, you can't, there is no, there is no family court, federal family court. It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. So how easy or not it is for you to get on and off child support depends on your state. And I will say coming from New York, God, coming from New York, they are really pushing for fathers to be involved in their kids' lives. Mm -hmm. And I say that to the point that my godson, my Puda, my baby mama, as I call her, couldn't even leave the state for a year because when his father got out of jail, they were like, no, we got to give him a chance to be a father. The only reason that she even got to leave is because her lawyer was like, look, it's been six months. He hasn't seen the kid but twice. He really is not interested in being a father and you're holding her back. What you're doing is not in the best interest of the child because she's turned down three job offers in other states because you're holding her here for a man who doesn't want to be involved. And the judge finally released her as she moved to North Carolina. But you have to look at your state as well. Like excuses are easy to are easy to conjure. Work is hard. That's all I'm gonna
1: say. Yeah, that... that. Yeah, um, that is very true. I know a young lady in uh, Virginia who literally, her husband was literally beating on her. Like they had evidence, court cases, bruises, everything. But she could not leave Virginia to move to another state to where her parents, she was gonna go stay with her parents where she would have uh, more support for, and the courts were saying no because he's the father. And she's like, clearly he's unfit. He's li- da- mentally unstable. And it took her five almost five, six years before they actually said, okay, you can go now. And like this is it, it was a lot. It yeah, was a lot. So who are looking you, to involve fathers more. Yes. So, and, and you do have to learn how to uh, work within, like she said, work within your state, work within your system. And yes, you know, that's that's tiring. It's worrisome, It's stressful and all of those things. But these are the things that when our parents were saying to be a parent, like it's a lot. It, it's a lot that goes into it. These are the things that they were referring to, um, especially when, you know, they were telling you, you know, you don't want to have a whole bunch of children by a whole di- bunch of different people. These are one of the instances that they were talking about. Um, and, but I personally believe the conversations that we have with our children and why have shifted some. They've gone more into depth so that the next generation has us hopefully, hopefully has a better understanding of why we say that. Whereas to when I was younger, it was. You just don't want to have, it was surface level. It wasn't the, well, look, let me show you. Your pockets, this, that, that and the other, the stress. like It It didn't go that deep, you know. Did you imagine traveling from, you live here, your child lives there, traveling back and forth. Think about it, finances, gas, this is, you still got to live. Like those things weren't necessarily conversations as they should have been um or explained fully as they sh- you know they could have been and again this is, this is just my my experience if your parents were forward enough to do it cool kudos to you hopefully you ain't do what they did if you did and eh, i don't know what to say um but I, that's one thing that i can't appreciate um about the next generation although i do think they're exposed to a lot too much too soon um but I do understand having the conversations at the appropriate times. Um, So really quickly, um, before we wrap this whole thing up, in your experiences, have you ever been perceived or portrayed as a bad father? If so, tell us about it. Oh, and the chuckle, and the 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 uh, the, the very um blank face you know, that,
3: says yes. Yes, yes. My oldest is out of town, so naturally I have everybody else is here. So a lot of times, I think people forget if you want to look at it from a financial standpoint. A lot of times I'm criticized because my oldest who's not here often gets more money than the ones that are here for certain activities. But even with that being, she can be up there and I'm still, oh, well, I'm doing all this by myself and you don't help out. But I just did this. I just did that. I also outside of that paid her child support. What 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 didn't I do? When I say, hey, won't you have her come down? Which takes her off your hands financially for whatever time she's down here. Oh no. But but I'm supposed to be the bad, I'm supposed to be the bad parent. I'm supposed to be the bad dad. You know, it's one of them things I think a lot of times when and one of my beliefs a lot of times when people say, Oh, well, I gotta pay my I hate, I hate when people say, Oh, I gotta pay this rent for them to be here. Well, if they weren't here, you still gotta pay that rent. Whether they're here or not, you still gotta pay that rent. You might not have to buy as much food, maybe not you know, any clothes, but that rent is gonna be, is gonna be what it is, with or without. <laughs> so why? am I supposed
0: to care about your rent I'm sorry I'm gonna just real quick as someone <laughs> with I as the one on this couch with no kids who had to pay good rent I'm sorry some of y'all chicks you ain't even paying full rent so I don't want to hear that I do not want to hear nothing about anybody saying nothing about oh I got to pay rent no I had to pay my rent and then my taxes pay part of your rent so I don't want to hear nothing about nobody saying that's my rent that's my rent and rent sorry go ahead
1: <laughs> well, there you have that. Um, and Marshall, <laughs> I, I mean, at, she distracted at, me so much. I called you by your real name.
2: At Ooh. some point, all of my kids' moms at some point considered me a deadbeat. Um, just because it's almost expected on some level, and it's a shame. But if I get money sorry, this month, next month, and the month after, if I give you know, month, if if I give good? you. If I give so you money, you don't what, do
3: what they want. You're a deadbeat.
1: I'm sorry, that's Russia. what it I, is. I mean it, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but when you said that, like that, just kind of hit my
2: heart. Let <laughs> me tell you what: there's never been a moment where I have not done anything for my kids. Period. All five of them. All right. Yes, five. One, two, three, four, five. Two boys, two girls. There's never been a moment where I wasn't doing for them. I'll tell you the hardest, one of the moments that hit me the hardest because I can expect it from some people. One of the moments that hit me the hardest was when I was in the store. I was in Food Line in Heathville, Virginia. Yes, I am talking about you because I know you know. And you're supposed to be the deacon in the church turning minister. And you came to me and telling me, you told me how bad of a father I was because I was having kids all over the place and wasn't taking care of the kids. And then Kiara and Akira came around the corner with stuff they were getting out of the store. And Hezekiah, who was not mine, and I was taken care of. Hey, You talking about somebody looking stupid in the face? And I looked at him, and I had so much I wanted to say. It was so nice to say, you have a nice day. And the stupid-ass look that was on his face, yeah, I said the stupid-ass look that was on your face, you're lucky I'm not saying your name right now, was priceless. Was so priceless. We
0: don't need no lady whistle down. Sorry, I'm watching. Was, was it.
2: priceless <laughs> to the point he saw me again. He said, Hey, I didn't know. I said, And that's why I didn't knock your bitch ass out. Oh. Because he
1: did you not Will Smith that. you. <laughs> <laughs> mm.
2: And it was because of that. Because my kids were in the store too. And I was trying to set an example. You don't always have to put your hands on a bitch. Oh, you know, I, I have no respect a- for you. So, However, with that... you say the wrong
1: things out your mouth, it wants to ass whooping. Yeah. And hey, look, possible.
2: let me tell you what. Had my kids not been there, I probably would have. But because they were there, and they were coming around the corner, because they was getting stuff from the store, Hezekiah, too, and then he just gave me this look. I have always, from day one, been a father. I'm not going to say that I've been the best, because we've all had to learn. But trust and believe, I have always been a father to these kids. And that's it.
0: Um. So, Siobhan, any last words? I mean, I, I I did my rant. I you know I did my interjections. So I don't I don't have anything. But I I leave it to the fellas. You know that are here. Um,
3: you want me? Close I guess I out? have
0: I have one question for y'all that could wrap. Wait, what you say? You want
3: me to close it out?
0: I can close it out.
3: No, Mar- I just you, have one question though. Out?
0: I have one question for y'all. What because y'all have sons that are watching you, what 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 example do you hope you're setting and what are you trying to set? Because they're not always the same thing. We acknowledge, you know, as
3: Marshall said, you gotta
0: <laughs> parenting is parenting is a life lesson and in and in, in, in train as you go. Like
3: it just I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first for me. My biggest thing for that I try to teach my boys is don't be like me. Be better than me. You know, you're not going to be perfect. None of us are perfect. But always make sure that you're present. And, and own own up to whatever it is that you do. So if you lay down, if, if you've grown enough to lay down, be grown enough to take care. If you're not going to do that, then then just don't. Because even even when it comes to my kids, I'm still going to view them the same way. If they turn around and they go out here later on in life and make a baby and don't take care of it, I can't rock with you either. I'm not opposed to cutting anybody off. And when I say that, I mean it. I don't care care who you are. I'm not opposed to cutting anybody off. Hmm. Family can get cut off just like a friend. Because as I get older, you're not going to disturb my peace. So anybody can get the deuces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: goodness! Um, I'm there with you 100. I was going to say, you know, my example is do better, do better, do better than me, do better than most. You know, take what you think is that goal and double it. Do better. Go harder. If you, you know, own up to anything, own up to what you've done. You know, that, I mean, that's that's the best thing that I could say. Um, I feel like I'm a good father, but I always feel like there's things that I can change. I feel like I'm a good person, but I feel like there's things that I can change. I don't want you trying to live up to be me. I want you to do, be better than me because you can. You have that opportunity to do so. So, facts. you know,
3: own I don't feel like I'm perfect. Like, no, I, I feel like as a father, there are definitely times where I feel like I've, I've let either a kid or kids down. Right. And it's definitely disheartening. It's things and and it's times some stuff you might could change if if you change certain things but then other things, it's just like things happen. And it's like, and that's why one of the things I've always tried to do do with my kids is I don't, none of my kids can come to to anybody and say, yo, my dad lied to me. Right. i'm I'm 100 percent honest with my kids when they ask me for something. if I can do it, I let them know, okay, I'm gonna do that if i if if it's a chance, I'm gonna see what I can do. I'll let you know. If it's a no, it's a no nah. no,
2: no <laughs> no. Nah.
3: If I tell my kids, "Oh, I got a game Dad, you' gonna be there If I say I'm gonna be there, I'm gonna be there right. If I tell my job, hey, I, I told my kid I'm gonna be this place, I'm not coming in. If you think I'm doing this, then no, nah, I'm not. Because I'll tell my job first, my children come before you do. And if you got a problem with it, you can fire me now.
2: Period. It is. It is.
0: That's values and integrity that a lot of people don't have these days.
2: Right.
1: Yes.
0: Right.
1: Yes. And ultimately, I think. Those are two really um, big characteristics of a person that uh, to me are non-negotiable. And prayerfully, those things um, are installed in not just your sons, but all of your children. Um, I'm still trying to get myself together, I'm not lying. When Marshall said what he said, it, 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 it kind of took me. Um, and it took me because it's true. And it's a sad truth. It's truly a sad truth that a person's perception of their father can be destroyed by their mother. Um, just influence, um, especially when you know, you know, you know how good that person is, you know, and what they're trying to do. And this is the mother knowing, and you still intentionally degrade the father to the child. Why, Like as a mother, for a, for a mother to create that type of what you all like to use now trauma in a child's life is so disheartening and it happens more often than not. And that is the sad truth. Um, So yeah, that just kind of hit me a little bit. I'm sorry y'all, but it hit me, it's annoying and I don't want to get mad, so I'm just saying. But anyway, on that wonderful emotional note, we are going to say oh, that was a good one. Cheers to that. (laughs) Siobhan, as we wrap up this endearing (laughs) conversation, let us know the rating of your smitten uh, semi sweet rate. of white. So this is Says playful and
0: provocative. This sweet white blend will keep you guessing. Also makes a great cocktail wine. Go on, don't be shy. Take a sip. Serve chilled. We did serve it chilled. Um, I'ma let you uh, yeah, go let first. Start. Yeah, are you smitten with smitten?
2: Um, I'm not smitten with smitten, but I'm also a red drinker. However, um, it was just sweet. It was sweet. Um, but because this is a sensitive topic, I drank like two glasses of it because I just needed the alcohol. Um, I will put it above, uh, what was the one? Stella Rose. Rose. I will put it above Stella Rose because there's more alcohol content in it. You can taste it. You can taste the percentage, is a little up. Um, So it helped me out. Uh, But it is uh, too sweet for what I like. So I give it a, I give it a, I give it a a two. I'm being nice. Okay, Siobhan? This is
0: too sweet. I'm gonna get a headache. Like I, it to me, not quite on Celerosa level, but only one, one notch above. Like this, I don't think I like sweet whites because whites to me tend to be sweeter already than reds, which is why I tend to lean white. But I tend to like, I'm, I think I'm more of a semi I'm a semi white drinker and a sweet red drinker, but I don't like sweet white. Like it's too, it's too much. Um. Yeah, this was too much sugar. I'm not. I'm not smitten with smitten either. Um, I too was gonna give it a two. So, yeah. Okay, a solid two okay. from that side
1: of town. Um, the husband,
3: babe. Um, what's your red? I, I'm red not. A, I'm not a fan of red, but I will say this: Jubilee reminds me of the Menage a Trois a sultry red blend Mm -hmm. you know now this has a little bit more of a kick to it than the the sultry red blend but taste wise it's right there with it i would probably give this about a 3.5 because it's still a little bit sweeter than i would like but it's not as bland as most reds (laughs) for me so i can definitely drink it even though I was cut off, I was told, oh, you, you got to make sure we save something. So, you know, Marshall, I could get <laughs> my full second glass in, you know, to really say what I want to say. You have
1: proper pour, okay? I
3: don't do nothing proper.
1: Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, the back <laughs> of this bottle says... You want
3: to give your rating first before you give a back of a bottle? No, you need to give
1: Oh, you gave yours. No, I'm going to read the back of the bottle first. It says... A pleasingly sweet red blend with a fruity nose, which is true. Excellent. Anytime you want to enjoy a glass of wine, serve chill. Um, yes, it is it's definitely sweet. Uh, to me, this gave me um, a red Moscato. Um, it was decent. I'm gonna be honest, my favorite thing about this wine is the color. The color of this wine to me is just gorgeous. Um, I expected for it to be slightly drier. Um, I feel like it's a light body wine. Uh, I, I expect I kind of was expecting because of the red it to be a little at least medium to heavy, even though it was sweet. Um, so that's why I'm saying this is giving me Moscato, red Moscato, type. You know, taste taste buds tasting whatever the word is. Um, vibes. Um, I'm gonna give it a three uh, because it is sweet. Um, I'm not a Moscato fan. However, because of the color, um, the overall taste was great. Uh, we did serve it chill. I guess it's, it's, it's a nice wine. If you are a, a sweet red drinker, I think this is a nice wine. I think this would be a good wine for you to have in your, you know, wine closet, wine cabinet. Um, so I'm going to give it a three just off of that. Um, can't go any higher than that because again I'm not a Moscato fan I'm not a sweet sweet fan wish it was a little drier um, but that's about it um, so so yeah that's that's my rating overall to me a good experience I can't wait I can't Overall, a good experience. You and said proper. I wanted to say proper.
3: <laughs> oh, 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 oh momentum. <coughs> oh, no. Well,
1: ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> this brings us to another, to the end. The end of another wonderful episode of A Little Something going About <laughs> with your hosts, Taeyne Michelle. And Siobhan Camille. We would like to thank our wonderful, wonderful OG guests, for being on the podcast today, the husband and le boyfriend.
3: Take your babies. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Uh, for joining us on the Z couch today and giving a true rating of the Romano, uh, um, winery and vineyard line, um, the sweet red and white. Ladies and gentlemen, if you had a Moscato, not a Moscato, a Romano, Moscato, Romano, somebody oh. <laughs> if you had a Romano wine, let us know what's your favorite out of the yeah,
0: plethora. They have a collection. So like award winning collection.
1: Award winning plethora of wines. Um and let us know what, what have you have you been a deadbeat dad and you turned yourself around? Have you experienced having a deadbeat father? Um, what are your views on fatherhood and general? We'd like to hear from you. Be sure to like, subscribe, share, and comment below. And as
0: always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Two. Thank you for whining with us on this episode of A Little Something to Whine About. Don't forget to like, share, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to join us live the last Saturday of every month on YouTube or Instagram. And we'll see you next Wednesday for more fun, more laughs, and of course, more wine.